power savings. Uh, power savings does affect the way that the, um, the traffic flows and that, that there are some implications about uh, how that that, uh, that your wireless network performs. And we'll discuss not just the how the PowerSave clients uh, respond, but also other devices. I would say, hey, you know, I had nothing to do with this PowerSave. What's going on? Well, something's a little bit different. So we'll talk about, you know, why be concerned about that. Uh, and then also kind of go through the different um, steps. You know, things, uh, as you know, everybody knows with Wi-Fi, that things change over time. Uh, for instance, there's the um, direct sequence initially and frequency hopping, and that's moved on to OFDM and OFDMA. Uh, we're all, all the way up to 802.11ax. Power saving is the same thing, and that we'll see that that it kind of changes over time with the, uh, the different amendments that come in. Uh, so why do you care about this? Uh, well, obviously most people know that why they care about this because you, you got your laptop or your phone, uh, it's running off a of battery. And if we don't do a good job of this, that you just end up seeing your battery uh, deplete very quickly. Uh, so there are some things that you kind of go off and do to say, well, let's see if we could do something to save power, make it so that that battery lasts a little bit longer. So that's why you care about this. Uh, so now I kind of said that the power saving it did kind of change over time. Uh, so now you have to kind of put yourself way back to 1999 when the standard was initially coming out. Well, what, what kind of products were out there? Uh, and um, at the time, the big thing was these vertical markets with these uh, hand-held uh, uh, barcode scanners. Uh, and then also that it was looking to kind of come out to more of a horizontal market kind of, so we're trying to get into the laptops. Uh, so if people know what the device on the right is, it's like a PCMCA card uh, that you know, used to put it into your laptop. Now that all your laptops standard, uh, way back then we kind of like, you know, dream of, oh, actually, it's actually embedded in all these laptops. Um, but way back then it was primarily these handheld barcode scanners, and then let's say, hey, if we've got to get into these laptops, that would be great. And so therefore, that's how that the initial power saving was kind of taken into account is how do we come up with some power saving protocols that would apply to these types of devices, these different use cases. Um, and so what the initial standard has, and well, I'll kind of show a little bit more graphic of this, is that the, the client, uh, for instance, your laptop or so forth, it's going to indicate that it wants to be in power save mode. Uh, there's a power management uh, bit inside of the um, Mac header. Uh, and then the AP uh, is going to, people are uh, typically familiar with that, uh, beacons get sent out typically like uh, every tenth of a second, so 10 times a second that it's going to send out a beacon. And that the beacon is going to transmit something called the TIM, the traffic indication map. Uh, now, there's, there's some changes. I don't want to get too far in the weeds, but just to say that there is uh, a traffic indication map. So what does that mean? So in the beacon, there's a map, there's a bit for each client, and that says, oh, there's some traffic for you, so you would want to kind of go off and get it. Uh, and then the client goes, you know, if it sees, oh, if there's some traffic for it, it's going to go off and pull and say, let me go ahead and have that. Uh, and then also that there's some broadcast traffic that kind of gets sent out, that's going to be sent out at the D10. So a little bit of trivia, we talked about, the reason why that the, the trivia question came out as far as how many clients is that uh, that 2007, where that number comes from is that there's something called an association ID. That number obviously kind of goes up to that 2007 with the base standard. And that, uh, that the traffic indication map 
has got it's basically 251 bytes long. So, uh, so, so therefore, 251 times eight, you come up with the 2008, which is 2007 plus one. So that's where that trivia comes from. Uh, so, trying to describe, you know, exactly how does this go? I, I was going to. Uh, what you end up seeing is that uh, from the uh, upper left, I'm showing the beacon interval. So that's typically 100 milliseconds. And that's as kind of mentioned, that there's if there's some traffic for clients and the clients kind of sleep, it, it knows that it's got to wake up for these beacons and say, hey, is there anything traffic that I need to go off and get? And then if there is, then the bottom line, it says, oh, I'm going to do a poll. I'm going to ask for that packet. And then when, after that, it asks for the traffic, it's going to deliver the packet, uh, uh, the access point, it's going to go off and send it. Another key thing that we're kind of showing there is that uh, there's a DTIM. What does that DTIM mean? That DTIM means it's a, usually a multiple of uh, the beacon period. So you could say oh, it could be either every beacon period or it could be a multiple that you go off and send out the uh, broadcast traffic. Uh, and so therefore here, we kind of set it up into, I believe it's four. Uh, so every fourth uh, beacon, we're gonna go off and send the broadcast traffic out. Uh, so that um, that's kind of like important there too. As you can kind of see that this is kind of very, it's useful for these handheld scanners. Uh, and that's, uh, it's kind of very overhead intensive in that you kind of, the device has to wake up, figure out that there's some traffic for it. And then if there is, oh, I gotta go grab it. Uh, then as far as laptops, you know, how does that work? Um, usually what laptops would, you know, did at that initial standard was is that, as I kind of mentioned, there's just a bit that indicates that you're in power save mode. So all that the laptops would need to do was, was is just switch and say, I'm in power save. Oh, there's some traffic for me. So therefore I need to, I'll switch out of power save so that the access point will start delivering it to me. And so that you end up seeing like a flurry of activity. Uh, and then sometime later, the device figures out, hey, I, you know, I don't see any more traffic. If I don't see any traffic, for instance, after a second or something like that, I'll go back to sleep and wait till there's more traffic for me. And that's what this uh, this slide is trying to represent here. Uh, so the key thing there, though, is that kind of keep in mind uh, that the presence of one device that's in power save mode is going to uh, affect the way that other devices that are not in power save uh, are going to behave. That the response uh, where I'm trying to show here is, um, if you're familiar with the say, for instance, like I'm going to ping. So like two laptops that are, which I call active client one and active client two. So if active client one was going to ping the other uh, laptop, uh, what's going to happen if we were to do like a Wireshark sniff of what's going on, you would see an ARP would go out from the first laptop because it's got to figure out uh, the MAC address, layer two address, uh, so that, that uh, that's gonna be a broadcast packet. So now you that if the client one sends it to the access point, the access point is not gonna send it back out again to uh, the client two, because it's a broadcast packet. And therefore it's going to wait until the DTIM, because then all devices that are in power save mode would wake up and they have to kind of look and sit to listen to the, the broadcast traffic. And so the, uh, so therefore then that the um, broadcast uh, uh, ARP pack would go ahead and be sent out. 
uh, and then that there would be a response to it. So there's this gap in time, which is forced upon the devices that are not even in power safe mode. Now, obviously, this is strictly just for broadcast traffic, uh, but it's something to keep in mind. I put a note on there, also a little bit of a tangent, that well, hence this is kind of why proxy ARP is useful uh, for people that are not familiar with what proxy ARP is. Basically, the access point will reply to the ARP if it really knows what the answer is. You don't have to wait, uh, so that's what I kind of uh, do. So th therefore, you'd get a, an immediate response instead of delaying. But that's just one type of um, broadcast traffic. Uh, there could be other types of um, broadcast tra traffic. For instance, usually if you're thinking about some discovery type of protocol, those are typically initiated by some type of broadcast, and that's what you would end up seeing. So why am I kind of going through this? If you were to see something like you were to do a ping, you were to notice that on the first ping, that that's a large time frame, and then everything else kind of goes quickly. And this is basically what you're running into. It's the same thing with any other of these types of protocols which get initiated by some discovery type of packet that kind of goes out, you'd end up seeing this type of activity. That's why I kind of bring it up. Well, after the initial standard came came out, uh, then obviously people were kind of interested in other things. Well, you know, what about um, what about phones that we're doing? Uh, a number of uh, people were kind of com companies were coming out with uh, voice over Wi-Fi, so that was definitely desired. Um, and then also people were kind of looking at video. Hey, you know, can't you run video over these things? Sure, you can. Uh, but that you know that that would typically go. It would work okay if you've got one AP with one um, client, but if you start to add other clients, or you're in a carpeted office, things are gonna to start to break down. Uh, so therefore that there was, um, you know, that uh, things didn't work as well. And so things needed to be done uh, and uh, to improve that situation. And so uh, luckily that the 802.11e and uh, out of the Wi-Fi alliance, the WMM came to the rescue with a, a standard way to enhance uh, the um, uh, the way that uh, the quality of service would go to these phone devices and video devices. Along with that, there are certain requirements and we'll kind of get into as far as power saving because power saving all of a sudden didn't quite work for these types of situations. Let me kind of show a little bit why. Um, well, this is kind of getting into the answer, but the reason why is, is that the power saving was tied to the beacon. The beacon is typically going out at 100 milliseconds. If you look at voice traffic, one thing that's nice about it is that it's predictable with what you should see. Uh, but we're really talking about maybe something that's going out back and forth like every 25 milliseconds. Uh, kind of depends on the type of voice, but it's periodic and it's much less than the beacon. So if you're sitting there waiting for the beacon to try to make things go, your, it, part, that power saving just isn't gonna work. So a new power saving mode was needed. Uh, to support this type of traffic. So there's two things. Uh, one is there's a um, uh, automatic power save delivery protocol that came along with ADSL11E, which was that quality of service enhancements. Uh, one was unscheduled, and then the unscheduled is kind of very well suited, and we'll see that, you know, why that is uh, to the phone traffic. And then there's scheduled. Scheduled, you kind of like talk about streams of traffic uh, and therefore the configuration phase. I'm not going to get into too much on the configuration phase because that would uh, take us a long time to discuss, but it, it enough to say that this happens. You could either do it when you initially connect, you know, through the association. There's also um, some action frames, the, the uh, add uh, traffic stream packets. Uh, so if you were actually doing uh, like a packet capture, 
to see a phone call happen. You know, typically what you would end up seeing is, oh, there's these add TS packets. What are those? That's the configuration, kind of like setting up the agreement between the client and the, um, the access point as far as how that the traffic is going to be sent. So what you'd end up seeing here is now this is the unscheduled uh, APSD. This is kind of like for voices, I kind of mentioned. What you'd end up seeing is both that the client and the access point need to send some traffic periodically, like maybe every 25 milliseconds. So here what ends up happening is that the client sends off a trigger frame uh, saying so that, you know, the, the AP thinks that, he's, that the client's asleep. The AP gun goes off and say, uh, the client says, hey, here's a trigger. I, I, I need to uh, exchange some traffic right now, not after, the, you know, the beacon. Uh, so that a trigger frame could either be uh, a null data packet or some data. I mean, we could just trigger the, uh, the exchange with the data packet. So for voice, you know, if you're talking, uh, that data packet kind of goes off. And then likewise, that the access point sends a uh, response. Uh, and so therefore, that, that could happen uh, between the, diff the different beacons going out. And that's the key thing, is that you're not limited, you're not tied to that beacon timing. Now, the other thing that you might have thought about, like with video, is that what you'd end up seeing is you talk about a stream of traffic. And with that stream, there's a lot of traffic. You know, for instance, if you're watching a video on your laptop, what you'd end up seeing is a bunch of traffic kind of going from the access point to the clients. There's, and what you'd end up seeing is that here that there's likewise, there could be some kind of trigger mechanism, whether that's a schedule or an actual packet. And then after that, you would end up seeing that there are some, uh, a stream of packets that kind of end up being delivered to the client. So that's what the Airtel 11 um, E kind of brought in. <laughs> we, knew it that, we knew that was gonna happen, Dave. <laughs> I, I could have put money on <laughs> it. That that ring that you all heard in the background is Dave's wine delivery. <laughs> UPS. <laughs> it's, it's Cabernet and Merlot, and I'm sorry, Mr. UPS. <laughs> Funny. So then, along with 82.11n, new technology comes along. With that new technology, there's kind of like another take a look at. Well, how does it go as far as uh, the type of uh, traffic and what we could do as far as power saving? Uh, the one thing I kind of mentioned at first was there's this PowerSave multipole. It's kind of like an enhancement upon the uh, APSD uh, in, in which that, you know, you still have a trigger finger that kind of goes off. There's some scheduling uh, of clients' uh, traffic. Uh, so therefore, it's just kind of like to optimize things. Uh, then the other thing to kind of discuss, which just kind of makes a lot more sense as far as the new technology, is the spatial multiplexing PowerSave. So with 11N, the, the key thing that we know is that there's multiple streams that can, can are, are going on. For instance, multiple radios. On, like on a client, on a radio itself, there's multiple radios. Uh, so, you know, if we say two by three or three by three, well, what if I, you wanted uh, to, one way of saving power is to say, instead of having three receive streams, I just want one. So therefore, because I'm in power save, that's a way to kind of do it. And you could, this could either be static or dynamic. And the dynamic way of kind of switching back and forth is to use an RTS CTS scheme, kind of right upon that to all of a sudden, okay, the access point send you this um, RTS CTS exchange, and you then inform that the client that hey, that I'm now, um, it, you know, I've now got my additional um, radio streams up and running, so I can kind of operate. There goes my wine, by the way. It's going away. <laughs> 
sorry, man. So then also the thing that kind of goes on is, is that 11AX is now kind of coming along. Uh, and what you end up seeing is that you might've heard some things about target wake times. Uh, and what that does is uh, that you might not have kind of realized, I didn't really highlight it, uh, but that's when I kind of mentioned that the polling of the uh, the access point, for instance, the beacon kind of goes out, there's a TIM, which indicates that there's some traffic. Well, what if you have like five devices that are in power safe? Well, now they're all going to poll at the same time. <laughs> now, obviously, the, the, you know, that there's they'll try to, uh, like any transmissions, those poles would kind of go out and they should be spaced out. But they're all kind of like right after the beacon. So it's setting up for a bunch of contention and collisions. So that's kind of like a bad way of doing things. And so what the, this kind of does, it, the target wake time, the, the nice thing that it does is it spreads that out. So if you do have a large number of devices that are in power save mode, you make it spread out. Don't bunch up and try to access uh, the access point, the wireless medium, right at the same time. You're in power save mode, so you're not in a big hurry. Uh, so it's one way of kind of doing things. And also things that kind of kind of come out are longer sleep times. Um, that's kind of like happened uh, a number of times uh, throughout the um, 8 to 11, whether it's through 11V or 11AX. Uh, and this um, target wait time initially came um, out through the 8 to 11EH, a number of other mechanisms that all of a sudden then kind of trickled through uh, and came up to 8 to 11AX. And they kind of took that same uh, mechanism, maybe improved, tweaked it a little bit, improved it. Uh, and what we really want, you know, that they're, the desire is, is to have a mixture of IoT devices and very fast devices. Uh, so to do that, that'll obviously add some challenges. And it's a way to try to uh, um, mitigate some of the problems that'll pop up. There are some other power saving modes and, you know, I'm not gonna get into everything. Uh, for people that are, uh, the trivia people, <laughs> something that's called IBSS. This is kind of like, I've got one laptop and another laptop and I wanna have a quick connection. Uh, and so it's never used very much. It was used a little bit uh, when the standard first came out. Uh, and also in PowerSafe, I would say that things definitely seem a bit broken when you try to do PowerSafe in an IBSS. Then also more popular lately is uh, Mesh, and that, uh, that also presents, Mesh presents some additional challenges with PowerSafe, because if you're a Mesh node, you know, if traffic is gonna go through you, well, <laughs> you, know, you can't be asleep, right? <laughs> Otherwise the traffic's not gonna go very fast. So there's something that they talk about being a light sleep mode, and that uh, you'd end up kind of still uh, not only needing to keep track of when the beacon is coming out of like an access point, but it's all your mesh peers that you need to keep track of when their beacons are, so you can kind of keep track of when there's traffic um, destined for yourself. And I believe we're at the end of the slide sets and I'm at the end of my wine so that I could have used that delivery. <laughs> We just missed it by a few minutes, Dave. Sorry about oh, that. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, run out there. <laughs> that's what uh, that's actually what Anders suggested you do. Anders, hey, doing? Welcome back. Uh, he he said, uh, go get the wine before it's too late. <laughs> We're glad that you didn't, so you could finish your presentation. But I I apologize that uh, we ran through that. Um, so Kelsey's going to uh, address any of the questions that you all have here in just a minute. Let me catch up on. Uh, some of the the chatter that came through as we were presenting folks were catching up and letting us know where they're logging in from and of course please use this time to to drop your questions into the, the q a pane 
But um, Anders, obviously joining us, uh, welcome back. Uh, he's in the Swedish mountains, uh, right near the Norwegian border. I'm sure the views are spectacular. Anthony is down in from Australia. Welcome, Anthony. I'm not sure if you're with our in technology team out there, a big distributor that we have in Australia, but uh, welcome. And if you're not working with those folks, they're uh, great partners of ours, so please uh, reach out to them. Um, we've got um, uh, Palisade, um, Minnesota. Welcome, Todd. And uh, I don't know if I missed, I don't think I missed anyone there. So, um, Kelsey, let me turn it over to you. Uh, do you see any questions in there uh, for Dave? Uh, I got another one. Abu, sorry, uh, Abu from South Africa. Welcome back, Abu. Perfect. Yeah, Don. So our first question that we actually got in, just to kind of clarify for everyone, um, Jafar asked us if we have the recordings available after the webinar. So just to remind everyone, we do post all of our webinar recordings to our YouTube channel later this afternoon at 7Signal. So you can go and check that out there. So let's see what other questions we have coming in here. We have Bruce asking us, um, do you think a high retry environment can significantly increase battery drain, Dave? Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, that you're going to drain the battery based off of how many transmissions you've got. And as you've got a lot of retries, you know, you're going to drain the battery. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, Dave. Um, you guys can keep putting your questions in the question and answer panel here. We have a lot of comments um, apologizing for the wine incident, Dave. So again, sorry about that for you. It's very unfortunate. No one is sorrier than Dave. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do tonight? Yeah. yeah. We had yeah. Anders yeah. say... Well, it looks like... Uh... Oh, sorry, Don. Uh, we just had Anders say sorry. that you should have a TDT targeted delivery time for your wine. So maybe keep that in mind for next time. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Um, our other question from Dave um, to Dave is in fast roaming locations, is it not better to run with power save off, such as in warehouses? Well, if you're looking at performance, uh, definitely that's, um, you know, it, it all kind of depends on your perspective of what does best mean. That uh, if you're looking to say, well, I'm really interested in roaming quickly, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to turn power save off. And the things all, because if you think about it, what does power save mean? It means that the device itself is going to sleep. And if you're trying to roam quickly and the device is sleeping, you know, it's it's going to take a while. It's kind of like, you know, I don't get much done when I'm sleeping too. <laughs> so, like after I had the wine. <laughs> so so if you're if you're interested is in, in a fast roam, yes, you could increase it by getting rid of the power save. But the downside is you, know, you got to balance things uh, that you, you'd say, well, if I've got a phone, which has got a, maybe a smaller battery uh, and I'm looking, or these handheld devices too, that they're really kind of looking to um, uh, say that they want battery savings as well uh, as uh, as fast roaming. That's um, you know keep in mind that uh, the beacon period is 100 milliseconds. So it kind of depends on if you have a phone call going, are you going to notice 100 milliseconds? Yes, you will. Uh, if you've got one of these handheld um, barcode scanners and it took you 100 milliseconds, 
uh, longer, are you going to notice that? No, you're not going to notice that. Uh, so it really depends on your application and what you're interested in is. And then the, what best means is you have to kind of balance uh, that power saving and your performance. Awesome. Thank you, Dave. And we have one last question here from Anders, and he commented and said, I keep remembering something related to IPv6 and PowerSave because every brost, brost is multicast in the world of IPv6. Any tweaks there to be made? Yes. Yeah. So that that's you know a good point there is that that's kind of where I was kind of going with the issue of that uh, seeing the broadcast kind of going out there. You can um there's kind of something called reliable um, um multicast uh, and so therefore that, that does a uh, number of things that came out through 811aa i don't remember any sort of the um uh, power saving uh, in relate uh, issues kind of going along with it one of the options is that you could kind of change the broadcast to a specific client into a, a uh, directed packet and obviously that that would make it so that that would work out well now obviously if you get I'll go way too much into the <laughs> 11A. There's like these three options. Uh, and one way is to make it a, a directed packet. You could also kind of like uh, use um, some of the aggregated packets. And I believe that the way that that works is that anything that was not received, that can uh, be sent back. So the, the uh, overall guidance there is to maybe take a look at 8211A so that you're tr making that tra traffic going from a broadcast traffic to a delivery packet and then how do you do that so that you don't make it so that you're exploding the amount of traffic and the, the way that I'd guide there is to take a look at is 8211A do you have some options there as far as some support for that, uh, that those protocols.